0: The Islanders play well for two periods, then hold on for dear life to beat the Blue Jackets. We have some key takeaways from the game, including some milestones reached. And of course, we have our weekly farm report. All that and more coming up on this episode of the Locked On Islanders podcast. Down for Ekblad. Back to Hoffman. Blocked by Polak and Price. Another spectacular stop. Bursart tees it up and a save is made by Mabrowski Nelson. Barzell with the open net and he scores! Yes, 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 yes. Hi and welcome to the Locked On Islanders Podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I'm your host, Gil Martin. I'm an Islanders columnist and historian, and I wrote the book Ice Wars, which covers the complete history of the Islanders' rivalry with the Rangers from 1972 to the modern era. All right, everybody, and welcome to the Wednesday edition of the Locked On Islanders podcast. So glad you could join us and be part of the Locked On Islanders family. And thank you for making Locked On Islanders your first listen every day. We are free and available on all platforms. If you've got something Islanders related on your mind, if you have a question, a comment, or maybe a topic you'd like us to talk about on the show, feel free to email us at LockedOnIslanders at gmail.com. And if you leave your first name and where you're from, we're happy to mention you on the show when we talk about whatever it is that's on your mind. You can also follow the show on Twitter at Locked on Isles, and you could follow me, Gil Martin, on Twitter at IceWars, N-Y-R-V-S-N-Y-I. We'll keep you up to date on all the latest Islanders news, notes, and happenings, and I am live tweeting during nearly every Islanders home and road game. Uh, I will give you instant insight and analysis, and it's always great to interact with fans during the game, so please do feel free to uh, say hello at any time via Twitter. Lots to discuss on today's show, but let's start with the good news. The Islanders with a 4-3 to win over the Columbus Blue Jackets in a game that it looked like the Islanders were kind of on easy street. They were up 4-1 to at one point. All of a sudden, that lead got shakier and shakier. And, you know, when there was a penalty called, Against Anthony Bevilier with two minutes and 35 seconds left in regulation. Uh, all of us, I think, were like holding our breath, like, oh, here it comes. Coming up, Islander's going to bow this one. But they did not. They held on. They held the penalty and they emerge with the win despite giving up 45 shots on goal in this game, which is just way too many shots to allow. Uh, Good game for Simeon Varlamov. He makes 42 saves, and some of them very impressive at that with a fast glove, uh, came up big late in the game especially, and got the job done. And you know the Islanders are going to need a lot from Varlamov as long as Ilya Sorokin is out. Before the game, the Islanders recalling Corey Schneider, the veteran from Bridgeport, and bringing him up uh, to be the backup goalie. So uh, I would think Varlamov is going to probably start nearly every game uh, until Sorokin is able to come back. But overall, he shined in this game. Uh, Gotta say, uh, Brock Nelson... Red hot. A goal and an assist. And the thing about Nelson now, uh, he now has a four-game goal streak and a five-game point streak. And in that five-game point streak, five goals, four assists. That's nine points in five games. And, you know, it's you need players to step up and be red hot in order to you know get a win streak together and seeing Brock Nelson do that was really really uh important for the New York Islanders. Also congratulations to Matt Martin playing in his 800th NHL game and look for a player like Matt Martin it's not so easy to get to 800 games because Matt Martin is a fourth-line guy. He plays a tough, grinding, physical style, and that takes a toll on your body. There's just no way around that. So, you know, Martin just has to feel proud of accomplishing the 800 games played milestone, and congratulations to him. Kiefer Bellows back in the game, uh, Ross the boss, Ross Johnston sitting out, but that fourth line of Sezekis, Martin, and Bellows, minus two, all three of them, in this game, so that was uh, a little bit of a disappointment, and it'll be interesting to see what Barry Trotz does. Anders Lee, two assists, he now has nine points, two goals, seven assists. In his last five games, Lee and Nelson have been absolutely red hot. Barzal, two assists as well. And Noah Dobson with a beautiful assist uh, to set it up. Grant Hutton still in there for Sebastian Ajo. That was encouraging. And Bavillier with a nice goal. Parise with a nice goal. Bailey scoring as well. All of a sudden, the offense sort of, picking up for the first two periods. But in that third period, even though the Islanders had a, what seemed to be a fairly comfortable lead heading into the period, all of a sudden, you know, it it, it breaks down. It was 4-1 to one until uh, Gavrikov scored his second of the game, kind of late in the second and then in the third. Oh, the third period. It was like the Islanders were standing still while the Blue Jackets skated circles around them and were just taking shot after shot on poor Simeon Varlamov. Bjorkstrand getting the only goal, only four and a half minutes in, and after that, the Islanders able to keep the Blue Jackets out of you know from scoring that tying goal but it wasn't for lack of effort, and it wasn't because they didn't have the chances. That is where the good goaltending of Semyon Varlamov comes in very handy and comes up very big, but overall, uh, you can't be overly pleased with that third period, and I know Barry Trotz is going to have something to say about the way the team finished this game. One other thing, that Bevilier penalty, have to mention it, that was a hometown call. This game was in Columbus. Both referees didn't put their hands up, including the one who was right in front of Bo, and then, you know, all the fans in attendance in Columbus uh, yelling for that penalty, and then it is called. Good to see the power play score, the Brock Nelson goal for the Isles coming with the extra attacker, and... The prettiest goal of the night, prettiest by far, is the Parise goal. A little tap-in, but what a great pass by Noah Dobson. A cross-ice pass that let Parise set up for a tap-in. Plays like that, you know, Dobson has 28 assists now on the season. You make plays like that, this kid, the sky is the limit. And that was encouraging. So you bank the two points, that's a positive development And now we move on from there. We have got a lot more to talk about on today's show. We have our weekly farm report as we talk all things Bridgeport Islanders. And let me tell you, Bridgeport is on a roll right now as they fight for that last playoff spot. We'll talk all about it, that and more still to come on this episode of the Locked On Islanders podcast. Today's episode is brought to you by Built Bar. Have you tried Built Bar Puffs? If you haven't, you're missing out on one of Built Bar's best tasting bars. Puffs are the first ever protein-infused marshmallow. They're fluffy, they're marshmallowy. they're not just a protein bar. They are a treat, and like all Built Bars, they're covered in 100% real chocolate. Puffs are a fan favorite with some incredible flavors. Listen to these. Yummy, cinnamony, churro. Coconut marshmallow. I love the banana cream pie. That's my favorite. They're so good. They are going to be your new favorite. And look, most built bars contain just 130 calories, only four grams of sugar, four net carbs, but they pack 17 grams of protein. Compare that to a candy bar, which usually has 240 calories, 30 grams of sugar, and dozens of net carbs. At built bar, they're all about the taste. They make it taste delicious first, then figure out how to make it healthy, and I don't know how, but they pull it off every time. Go to built.com. use promo code LOCKED15 to get 15% off your order. That's promo code LOCKED15 for 15% off at built.com. Time now for our farm report. We do this almost every Wednesday, and the Islanders, uh, Bridgeport Islanders, are our focus on the farm report and look you know we did the farm report last week and the Islanders were in the middle of a game against the Utica Comets that was last Wednesday they ended up winning that game by a score of four to one Paul Ledoux with two goals in that one two assists for Simon Holmstrom and Bridgeport ends up with the win uh, on the road against the Comets and that extends their uh, point streak to five games. They follow that up with a game against the Toronto Marlies. That's the Maple Leafs Farm Club. And the Islanders get above Hockey 500. Scoring four goals in the first period and beat the Marlies by a score of 5-1. One. That one also a road game Forty. Shots faced Corey Schneider making 39 saves, two assists for Cole Bardrow, a goal and an assist each for Arno Durando and Grant Hutton, who is, of course, now up with the New York Islanders. So the Islanders, with that win, go above 500 on the season for the first time since October 30th, and they increase their point streak. To six games, they were then 5-0-1 in their last six games. And that uh, put them just point oh oh eight percentage points behind Wilkes-Barre Scranton in the race for the final playoff spot. And they had 11 games left on the schedule at that point. You thought they were done. Not so fast. Islanders then go on to play uh, the Rochester Americans on Sunday of last week, and they end up with a 6-5 overtime win. That extends the point streak to seven games, 6-0-1. Chris Terry, his 600th career AHL point, and that was the game winner. And now, you know, they, they were down... Two goals twice in this game and managed to win on the road. Austin Zarnick, a goal and two assists. Robin Salo playing better, a goal and two assists. Durando, one and one. And again, the Islanders, 46 shots on goal in this game. That is a new season high. So a three, uh, three games over this past week, three wins for the Islanders. And they are, as of then, tied with Wilkes-Barr Scranton for that last playoff spot. And what a great win. Skarrick uh, gets his third straight win. And when you fall behind 2-0 and then fall behind 3-1 and then manage to come back and win, that is just a very encouraging performance. Chris Terry, who we talked about, you know, it's one of those things with Chris Terry. You get 600 career points in the AHL. And on the one hand, that says, you know, that you've been consistent and you've been good playing in the AHL. And on the other hand, it means you've been in the AHL a long time and you're not probably going to get, other than the cup of coffee now and again, that call to the NHL. Terry, 22 goals to lead the team, 48 points to lead the team. Otto Koivula next with 41 points. And then Andy Andreoff with 39. Arno Durando with 37. And then Simon Holmstrom, 34 points right there. As far as defensemen go, Grant Hutton now leading the way with 19 points. Maybe that's why he got the call-up when uh, Sebastian Aho was hurt and or ineffective. So... uh quality play right there. And the other thing you're noticing, the Bridgeport Islanders getting better goaltending. And that definitely is one of the reasons why Bridgeport has been winning lately. Uh, Corey Schneider now at 2.68 goals against average. He's 10-10-3 and three on the season, but a 921 save percentage. He's been playing lights out lately. Skarek, Jakub up 3.08 goals against, 16, 11, and 4, and a 9.02 save percentage. Now, as I mentioned, Schneider now up with the Islanders because of the uh, injury to Ilya Sorokin, and we'll see when he is able to come back. But a great week for the Bridgeport Islanders. Three wins since we last did the farm report, and that is outstanding now. Saturday is the big one. They close out this road trip at the Wilkes-Bar Scranton Penguins. That's the team they are battling for that last playoff spot. It is on AHL TV. If you want to watch or listen, check out the website. But uh, that is a huge, huge game for the Bridgeport Islanders. That's Saturday at 6.05 Eastern Time at Wilkes-Bar Scranton. And then Sunday... The Bridgeport Islanders return home to face the Lehigh Valley Phantoms. That's a 3 o'clock p.m. afternoon face-off. There will be one other game before our next farm report. It is another home game, a tough one against the Hershey Bears, Tuesday, April 5th at 10.30 a.m. So that is a, a key. Three more games coming up this week, Saturday, early evening, Sunday afternoon, and then Tuesday morning. Uh, And again, the Bridgeport Islanders in a dogfight for that final playoff spot in the AHL and and in their division, and hopefully they can pull it off. And uh, again, if you want to check out the Bridgeport Islanders up in Bridgeport, just a ferry ride away from Port Jeff, and uh, you can see some of the Islanders' future stars today. Should be a good one, and remember, we do this Farm Report every Wednesday. Occasionally, we move it back if there's too many things going on uh, to talk about, but we try to get it in every Wednesday, and that has been our weekly Farm Report, things picking up for the Bridgeport Islanders. When we come back, we have our Islanders' birthday of the day. A, A defenseman who spent one year with the Islanders at the turn of the century Uh, We will talk about him and some more final thoughts about last night's game. All that's still to come on this episode of the Locked On Islanders podcast. Time now for our Islanders birthday of the day. And today is the 51st birthday of former Islanders defenseman Jamie Heward, the native of Regina, Saskatchewan, 6'2", 215 pounds, first-round pick, 16th overall of the Penguins uh, back in 1989. He played his juniors in the Western League for the Regina Pats and then joined, made his NHL debut actually with the Maple Leafs in 1995-96, played after that for Nashville, and then joined the Islanders for the 1999 2000 season, played in 63 games for the Isles, six goals, 18 points, and 40, uh, six goals, 11 uh, assists, 17 points, and 26 penalty minutes. Then went on to play for Columbus and Washington, LA, and Tampa Bay before uh, finishing up his pro career in 2008 2009. Heward played in 394 games in his NHL career. 38 goals, 124 points, 221 penalty minutes. And that means he was six games short of getting his pension. So that's a a, a close one there. Heward, you know, not the most gifted offensive player, but steady in his own zone, positionally sound. We're going to look at one of his better games as an Islander. We take you back to November 4th, 1999. Going to party like it's 1999. At the Nassau Coliseum, the Canadiens, the visitor, and Jeff Hackett, a former Islander, in goal for Montreal, while the Islanders had Felix Potvin in goal for them. Uh, And this game would end up being a tight goaltender-type duel. The Canadiens got on the board first. Martin Ruczynski scoring in the first 56 seconds of the game, his third from Brian Savage and Francis Builon, again 56 seconds in, and the Islanders are down one to nothing, stayed that way until the third period when Brad Isbister, his fifth of the year, Zdeno Chara, Tim Connolly with the assist to 10-20 game all even at one apiece, and it headed into overtime, but in the OT. Our Islanders' birthday of the day, Jamie Heward gets the game winner. It took only 47 seconds. Max Lindgren and Eric Brewer with the assists, and the Islanders improved to three six and two on the year, beating the Canadiens by a score of two to one. The Islanders outshooting Montreal 34 to 18. Felix Potvin making. 17 saves, but for Jamie Heward, five shots on goal in this game. That is unusual for him to have that many shots. He was a plus one, and of course, he had the overtime game winner in this one. The five shots on goal, by the way, uh, leading the team, Eric Brewer and Mariusz Cherkovsky each had four of the Islanders' 34 shots on goal. So again, Jamie Heward is our Islanders' birthday of the day. He is 51 years old today, and we wish him all the best. Some additional thoughts about last night's game. The Islanders, really my concern is that they sort of took their foot off the gas. That after getting the lead, they kind of laid off. They were up 4-1, and you got the feeling they were comfortable can't ever be comfortable in this league and all of a sudden you know the game is a game for 2 for 3 you don't want to allow a team back in it especially a team like the uh, Columbus Blue Jackets that has gotten into the habit of coming back and uh, winning games after falling behind And they've got some dangerous players on their roster, like Patrick Lanay. But look, Brock Nelson, 32 goals now on the season. And I got to say, Brock Nelson, uh, if the All-Star game was held now, he would be my pick for the Islanders' representative. 32 goals. If he finishes strong, if he keeps on playing this well, uh, he's got a shot at 40. The 32 already, a career high and it is great to see uh Brock Nelson playing so well uh and hopefully he can sustain that because like you know here he is 30 uh, you know and and playing perhaps the best hockey of his NHL career now tomorrow we will have a special crossover episode we have that scheduled uh with Jay Forster of Locked on Blue Jackets. We'll talk a little bit more about last night's game. We'll preview the Thursday contest, so make sure you join us for that. Always fun to do uh, the crossover episodes. I know you enjoyed the last one we did with Locked on Rangers, so join us tomorrow for the crossover with Locked on Blue Jackets. Thanks for making Locked on Islanders your first listen every day. Now make your second listen, Locked On Fantasy Hockey. host Steel Roden and Flip Livingstone help you become the expert of your fantasy league. It's free and available wherever you get podcasts. Have a great day, everybody. Stay safe. And of course, let's go Islanders.